right. Tonight we're going to talk about intermittent reinforcement, okay? This is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. What is intermittent reinforcement? Okay, before I get into that, I'm going to give you an example of what it is, and then I'm going to give you more of a definition. I've done a podcast on this a long time ago, and I wanted to, um, you know, kind of give an update on that and um, the ones that haven't heard it before. How do you get addicted to things, okay? Um, Especially things like gambling. Why do we become addicted, all right? I have been to Vegas. Um, I'm not a gambler. I went to Vegas and I've been in many casinos and seriously didn't gamble one time. It's just something that's not appealing to me. Um, I'm not here to criticize anybody else, but I'm telling you that I don't gamble. And uh, I, but I, but I enjoyed walking through some of them and it was kind of fun to watch people win. Okay. Now, we say that they win. Did they really win? Maybe they spent more than they made in the winnings. But I was able to see people celebrate after, you know, some big winnings. But overall, we know that Las Vegas and places like that are built on losers, not winners, right? That's how come they're so big and fancy. And that's why um, those people that own them uh, get rich because most people lose. All right, now, with what causes that? Look, we're just going to go to a slot machine, okay? It used to be the old days, you know, you put the coins in, pull the lever, and so forth. I know it's different now than that. You have a card and um, you push buttons, and, and there's a little more video game type things to it than there was before. But let's just keep it simple. You put the the quarter in the the machine. Uh, you pull the lever. And it either comes up three cherries, three lemons, whatever it is, okay? And then you win. But how many times did it take? So you're pulling it, bam, a cherry, a banana, and an apple, okay? And then you, no reward. And you continue to do this over and over and over again, all right? And then eventually you get three bananas, all right? And that banana uh, payout was, let's say... $50. All right. So you hear the sound go off and you just won $50 and the excitement, it's all cool. Um, Now, never mind, you spent $75 to win that $50. (laughs) But, um, you know, that's what intermittent reinforcement is. It's when you're you're pulling the lever, if you will, not knowing what is going to happen, but hoping you're going to get a win. That's what intermittent reinforcement. If you never got wins, you would stop coming, okay? If every once in a while for people to stay addicted to anything, uh, we'll we'll talk about gambling, is they got to feel like they had a win. Um, That's exactly what it's like with a narcissistic person. They will give you intermittent reinforcement. So while you're losing the majority of your life, you're, what you're hoping for is every day that you get up, you get home from work, whatever it is, you're hoping you're going to have a good day. And you know what? A lot of times when narcissistic people are happy or good, well, they're like, you know, someone who has bipolar when they're up, they're up and they're excited. But you never know 
when you're going to pull the lever for the day and it's going to be a bad day or a good day. So they have to constantly keep you guessing and they give you that intermittent reinforcement. Okay. So if we, if we just simply, if, if we just simply take the words and break it down. Okay. So what is the word intermittent means it occurring in irregular intervals, not continuous, not steady. That's what's so exciting about fishing. Sometimes I'll, we all like to have, if you ever fish, you like to have good fishing days. But if every cast you got a fish, it, it would lose its fun, right? You didn't have to figure out which bait, how to how to um, move the bait through the water, what color, and all that good stuff. Um, but you have these intermittent times, and that's what makes it exciting, all right? Now, to give you the word reinforcement. What's the word reinforcement mean? <laughs> um you know, I don't think I really need to describe that, but it just means an action or process of reinforcing or strengthening. So a non-steady strengthening. Okay, so what does that look like? What does this look like? Okay, so when you're with a narcissistic person, and you know, there's different types of narcissistic people, but why do they keep us addicted is because they're they're like jerks or i don't know they're evil they're horrible people for a lot of the times but then and you're always working to please them and when you get that good day if you will you get that happy person the person that rewards you back and has a lot of fun you hear the ding, 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 ding in your head and the excitement goes and you're like, oh, this is such a wonderful experience. Well, until it's not. You know, that's why I feel so sorry for, um, you know, people that... The, the reason why you repeat the same thing, not, there's brokenness inside of you, but because you're so used to that high. You know, if you're... If you're drinking, um, I don't know, uh, I'm just going to guess on some of these things, but if, if you're drinking alcohol and you're used to maybe, you know, doing some kind of thing like heroin, there's not the same high out of that. People do things like heroin or, or, or you know, major drugs. Um, I don't understand it, but they will do these things for that high and, and we are with a person for the sake of the high. Because when they're high, you're high. But when they're low, they're going to make sure everybody else is low, right? And so they are not giving you a solid, steady diet of healthy behavior. Actually, none of it is healthy. Some of it feels healthy. Some of it feels like life. Some of it feels more exciting than anything. And so would I tell you, I'm sure that's what drugs feel like. And so you're wanting that good behavior or I'm sorry, not the good behavior. You're wanting the exciting behavior. You're wanting that time when you feel 
that you are living, okay? And and they will do some crazy things to make you feel that way. But what it is, it's a form of manipulation that keeps you trauma bonded to the abuser. That's what intermittent reinforcement is. It's a very dangerous tactic. If, listen, why do they do it? Because they know it works. And so some of you are thinking, well, but I, but I love them. No, you, you, you don't. What, you, what you're loving and what you fa- fell in love with is a person that they lied to you about who they were. And the second thing, yes, you can love them because you're a loving person, but you're loving that feeling that they give you during certain times. Because if you pull back, and if I were to give you, you know, a week or two week vacation away from that person, you'd realize how much that person actually drains you. They don't give you life. You see, a healthy person, while they will have weak moments just like you will, for the most part, they're going to be feeding you back. So you guys are going to be, you know, it's it's a reciprocal um, relationship. But that's not what it's like with a narcissist. That's why they're called emotional vampires. Because... Why you think they're giving you something, they're actually constantly draining you. But that's isn't that what drugs do? People think, well, I gotta have that because, well, yeah, while you got the high, and, and you gotta always go back to the high. And life isn't that way. And while we can make each other feel good, we can have high moments even when you are living by yourself. You can have happy moments. I'm in sales when I get a sale. That's a high. When I'm not making sales, it's it's a low. And and, and my goal is to you know keep my sales steady, at least keep my attitude and keep my um, you know my my mental state healthy during the high and the low. Why do we like to do things like roller coasters? And we don't like roller coasters when it comes to your your bank account, you know, or your paycheck. Uh, you don't like roller coasters um, when it comes to your actual physical health. You know, like let's say you have a headache really, really bad one day, feel great the next, bad headache the next. You know, we don't like that up and down, up and down. We want that steady. And that's what you ought to seek for in a relationship. And that's what I want to encourage you. Find someone if you if you feel like someone is is um, doing this intermittent reinforcement on you, they are indeed manipulating you. You've been manipulated. It's time to get out. It's time to um, learn what is healthy. If not, you're going to be right back in another one. That's what I see over and over again. I love you folks, and I and I see I've had people directly tell me um, that uh, you know they met somebody and oh my gosh they're a narcissist again. Next thing I know they're engaged. Next thing I know they might be married or there's a hard split up again and the person's hurt again. And you know you may have made that mistake, and I'm not 
here to give you a hard time about that. Not most certainly not. Learn to heal and learn to see what true narcissism is. And sometimes it takes a while to really see narcissistic behaviors. That's why when people rush things, you can guarantee you they are trying to rush it. So they're afraid the mask might come off first. That's exactly why I do this podcast so that you can see that you can learn. Listen, when you have knowledge, you're empowered. But knowledge that's not applied only becomes frustration. And it's actually interesting because some of the people that are the most active in narcissistic helping things, they fall right into another one. So then what was the problem? They didn't apply what they learned. I had a young lady um, tell me one time that, you know, how she never was going to get in anything like that again and how she would run from that. And she would rather stay single for the rest of her life until Mr. Romeo came around while she's warning me or telling, not warning me, she's telling me how narcissistic he is. And then she falls for him, hook, line, and sinker. You know, that stuff breaks my heart. It really does. I hate to see that. But there's nothing that I can do on the other end of a microphone other than say, hey, listen, you're worth more than that. Don't get so lonely that your pain becomes so real that you're ready to put out a fire using gasoline. <laughs> okay? You're thinking, it's like, it's. here's what it is. You're out in the ocean. Your boat went down, but you're in a little life um, boat, and you survived. You're so thirsty that you began to drink the ocean water. And in drinking that ocean water, you end up dehydrating yourself. That's exactly what it's like. You see the ocean, it it's water. It looks like it'll do the job, but in the end, it does more damage than it does good. When you look out into this world, it seems like there's a sea of people, and it seems like most people have levels of narcissism. Not saying it's true, but sometimes it certainly feels that way. So what are we going to do? We are going to pay attention to how we're being treated by others. If you see this type of behavior from a person, whether it's a friend or, you know, a significant other, and you're feeling that intermittent reinforcement, know that you are being manipulated. Help others who are in the same situation. And when you get out, you can certainly help others because you can say, I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through. And you can help them out of that addiction. And that's how we overcome evil with good.
right, we're going to talk about closure. Uh, this is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. So when we mention the word closure in a relationship, I just simply mean where you come to the point of peace. You come to the point of understanding the finality of a relationship, why it has ended, whether you have been rejected by them or you're rejecting the relationship or maybe growing apart, you're not, something is not working out and you've come to a point of peace of mind. Okay. Um, a lot of women especially need closure. Okay. Um, I don't hear guys talking about it a lot, even though I think that we still have that need, if you will. Um, but I know that women struggle with this typically a lot more, at least they're more vocal about it. I will say that. All right. So when we think about the word closure, let's, let's, let's start off with this. I'm in sales. I've told you this before. And my goal is to sell software right now. Okay. That's what I do. And, um, they didn't hire me to just talk about a product. They didn't hire me to do emails, make phone calls. They type, they hired me to close a deal. So you will see now a lot of places, um, they're, they may be asking not for salespeople, they're looking for closers, ones that can get the deal done. Um, I can tell you this, that without that, I don't make money if I don't close the deal. So it's important when it comes to a lot of things in life um, to have closure when it comes to relationships, it's hard for people to move on without getting closure. Now, it is very difficult to get closure with a narcissistic person, okay? Um, why is that, okay? Well, number one, listen, they care about themselves, all right? So whatever you are thinking and whatever you feel Remember, they do not feel, and, and maybe you're you're not sure if you were in a narcissistic relationship or not, but this is one way to tell is most of the time, if not almost all the time, you will not feel a feeling of closure with them. So um, closure is not even on their radar, if you will, okay? Um because they can engage and disengage real quickly. Um, how many of you have ever heard of the word ghosting? Um, you know, of course, in sales, when <laughs> we have someone that's interested in a product, maybe even send them out a contract, an agreement, or you have a, an appointment set up with them, and all of a sudden they go dark. Well, we know that narcissistic people can often ghost you, okay? Yes, they um, won't leave you alone, but when they want to, they can ghost you. I mean, as if you did not exist or they did not exist and they're just gone, 
okay? So they can just completely withdraw. Now, I will tell you how painful ghosting is because ghosting is a way of um, of not giving clarity to what is going on. You know, as a person in sales, um, I prefer to have someone tell me, no, I'm not interested, go away, <laughs> then just leave me hanging because I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know where you're at on this. You won't even return a phone call. Um, and so when I talk about this stuff, this is not based on a book that I'm talking about. This is my own personal experience. So we're going to all have different experiences, but I'm just going to, you know, pull in from the resource of mine. Okay. But when you don't get closure, it makes it hard um, for you to move on. Okay. Now I can say this, that closure is an inside, um, you know, conclusion with yourself. Okay. So I had to get closure on mine based upon what I had established that I have been in a relationship for 20 years and it is going nowhere. And I had to, um, you know, I was, I was married and, and it was just pure chaos. I mean, it, it, not every time, not all the time, but most of the time, because here's what it was during the good times, chaos was still happening in my mind because I was always waiting for that ball to drop. If you've heard my analogy of the Charlie Brown, you're waiting for the ball um, to be lifted as you go to kick it. You never know. You never know when it's a you know, they love me, they love me not moment. Okay. And so you're being bounced around all the time, but, um, not getting closure also makes it very difficult for you to cut them off because you're going to keep your phone maybe open, if you will, without, you know, blocking their phone number or getting off their social media because you're not sure. And, um, and now this is going to vary between dating versus being in marriage, all right? Or even a friendship or, um, you know, there, there's even times that I've experienced this with job situations that I'm not going to get into. But um, closure is just simply not in the even mindset of a narcissist because they want the thing to go on as a game, like an ongoing game. And, um, and so you're not really sure if the relationship's ended when it's ending or, or what. So this has got to be something that you decide, um, leaving without closure is like unfinished business. And it sets up the, person to come back around in what we call um, hoovering. I haven't heard that term in a while, but if you think of a, a vacuum cleaner, the hoover, they want to suck you back into the relationship. That's what hoovering is all about. Um, you're very vulnerable when there's no closure. You know, when there's closure on any given situation, 
Um, you know, when w- that's why, for instance, I know this is kind of uh, morbid, but when you think about going to a funeral and you see the person uh, in the actual coffin and there's a finalization to that, um, there's a finality. Uh, this person is no longer alive you see the dead body and so there's a certain healing that takes place you have to be able to see the death of the relationship okay um and then once you see that then if this individual comes back around you don't want anything to do with them you're trying to get rid of them and that is why you have to see the funeral okay and that is the finality or that is the closure of the relationship um, because a lot of times what you know keeps you into relationship is they're good and then they're bad then they're good then they're bad and and we talk about things like um, you know the Stockholm syndrome that keeps you in that relationship we talk about things like I have a couple weeks ago there's a, a term that we use uh, in gambling, uh, same terminology here, uh, which would be uh, is is when they have that intermittent, um, you know, reward. So you don't know when they're going to be good, and you don't know when. And, and when they're good, sometimes they're really like they're they make you feel good when you're around them until they make you feel really bad when you're around them. So we know that it's not worth it. Um, we Instead of riding a roller coaster, we, we want consistent uh, living. Um, so I think, I think what happens is when a person um, is, it, it does not have closure, there's another aspect of it. Um, and that is simply this. Um, they don't give you closure because it is a form of punishment. Um, you know, it's a way that hmm, I'm just going to leave them hanging and they're not going to know what is going on. And when they do that, and if you have not moved on, they are in control. Um, it's just like a customer that um, does not give you closure. Um, they're leaving you hanging. Okay. You're not sure you know, do I move on or do I, um, you know, do I hang on to this? Maybe they just haven't made a decision yet. Um, but also it is a way that when you are confused, they have the ability, um, to keep your mind in question. And when your mind is in question, they keep you connected to them. Okay. So they're keeping you connected to them. And because you're, you're constantly asking, maybe if I did something a little different, maybe if I did this, maybe if I did that, maybe if I worked this angle, maybe if I was nicer here, um, what if what if we tried this? And so you're always trying to work on the relationship when they're not working on the relationship at all. Um, but also, is which ties right into, they, they get you to keep thinking about them. And when you are thinking about, that's how abuse works. When you're thinking and trying to solve and trying to fix things and, and um, they are, they're keeping you hooked and they love every bit of it. Um, And so also in my experience, this was a way 
for uh, her to create when there was not closure in the last couple, two to three years of while I was actually in the the home as I was married. Um, that was her way of going out and creating a smear campaign, okay? She was painting the picture in a lot of people's minds that I was a certain type of individual that did this and that I was going to leave her. She didn't know if I was cheating on her. And so she's 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 seeding a lot of things. So when something goes wrong, because she knew that I was getting to a breaking point, it's going she can easily say, well, he left me for another person when that's exactly why I ended up leaving was because of the multiple relationships that I found out um, during that time. But also, um, narcissists, generally speaking, just want the side of control, okay? So throughout the relationship, they were controlling you, and this is just another means of control. So what you have to do, and this is what I want to tell you because I care, and I have spoken very candidly with people that are listening to me. You'll know that I'm a very candid person. I'm very straight um, forward with what I'm saying is these people do not have the ability to love you. The only thing they have the ability to do is um, control you, manipulate you. That's just their game. Uh, you are caught in a cycle that you need to break. They're not going to break it. They're not going to give you closure. They're not going to relinquish their control. They are not uh, going to uh, give you uh, the feeling that this thing is over because it leaves a door open for them to come back and and back and back and you know leave and come back. And this, it's just a, it's an ugly cycle that um, that many of you been there you're tired of it and it's time to get out and it's time to leave. So be careful at being hungry for closure. And when you're looking for the source to be that person to give you that closure, they're not. And, and hear me loud and clear. They're never going to give you the closure that you're wanting. So you're going to need to find that within yourself. You're going to need to take an assessment and say, this is what is actually happening versus what is wanting to happen in your mind. Because the relationship that is connecting is only in your imagination. Now, they will feed that and they'll help that imagination grow. They'll give you just enough so you never let go while all the while you're wasting your life. I just want to encourage you not to waste your life. We have but one life to live and it is short. And so if I can encourage you, if I can pray for you, you know, you can shoot me, um, you know, some kind of a message or something like that to ask me um, to pray for you. And sometimes, you know, I'm willing to also give advice when I can, and I am more than willing to help you on this journey. I'm thankful and I thank God for the people that were willing to help me out through my struggle. Until next time, overcome evil with good. <laughs>